Hey, I thought it'd be a cool idea to go back and put an episode together or a clip together recording my thoughts on an evolution and thoughts on, on Bitcoin over time because I have lots of content starting in 2017 uh, to current where I've had multiple uh, episodes and, and, and thoughts on Bitcoin. So here's my evolution of thinking. I think you'll find it interesting. I, I condensed it into about three clips. The first one is from April 26th, 2018. My episode called My Thoughts on Bitcoin, Ask Philip Podcast. The second clip is from September 3rd, 2019. Why I recently bought a Bitcoin trust investment. And from uh, episode May 22nd, 2020, uh, it's a clip from the episode called Money, Marriage, the 50-Year Mortgage, and Bitcoin. First clip, April 26th, 2018. So a lot of people who follow me on social media thinks that I am super, super hard on Bitcoin or I dislike Bitcoin. For me, it just goes down to principles, right? And I, and I call the principle the railroad principle because I'm a geek. I like to study business and money and not just in the current era that we're in, but I like to look at history. And so if you go back in history and you look at all the new industries, uh, and the one that I like to reference the most is railroads. Um, everybody who gets involved in a new industry, uh, for the most part loses money. You have a few lucky, winners but the folks that are not in not running the businesses and are just investing their money early on in a new industry lose a whole bunch of money that money goes to lay the infrastructure for the industry but a lot of folks lose money look at the railroads look at the gold rush look at dot com uh it's happened over and over and over again in history and so a couple things you don't you don't have clear winners and you have a lot of money going in, so there's a big supply of money. And so it's easy to make a bad decision early on. And so with Bitcoin, my, my, my thinking and my thought and where I still am is that it's just too early. There, there isn't a clear, uh, winner of a cryptocurrency. The U.S. dollar is still the biggest reserve con- currency of most countries. And so it's a wait and see approach. I think, I think what's more interesting and what most people are overlooking is the technology behind Bitcoin, which is blockchain. And I'm not saying go buy a blockchain stock. What I'm saying is blockchain is very likely going to do what the Internet's done for a lot of industry. So the Internet came out more than 20 years ago, and the Internet has just begun to allow companies to take down established uh, companies. Look at Toys R Us. Amazon put them out of business, but it took 20 years. And so blockchain has the ability to take out uh, businesses, <laughs> governments, um, because it eliminates the need for the middleman for transactions, just like the Internet eliminates the need for middlemen for selling to consumers. And so that's the biggest thing. But again, it, it may take a while. And p- most people who are investing in Bitcoin don't even understand the fundamental technology behind it, which is blockchain. And so I would say... If you're interested in it, go educate yourself for, you know, 100 hours on blockchain, how that works. Understand how it's going to really impact business in general in the world. And and then just wait and be patient and just look at it. 
Um, but I just never think it's a good idea to invest in stuff that you don't fully understand. And I think that it's not a great idea to invest in new industries where there's not a clear uh, winner. Clip number two from September 2019. World principle, right? And what's that? It's basically when you have a new industry and lots of excitement, it's oftentimes something you don't want to invest in. And really every time in history that I looked at, it's nothing that you want to invest in. So when, for example, when the railroads first came out and were built in America, everybody wanted to buy the stocks of the railroad companies because um, it was new, innovative, and change the future, change how we do business. Problem was it was too new. Everybody was rushing into it, and it was in a mania. I want everybody want to invest in it, and you should have just waited down the road um, for prices to get better and not invest in a mania. Because uh, a lot of folks who invested lost a bunch of money. Uh, very similar to tech stocks in 1999, also to the gold rush in the 1840s, also tulip mania in 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 uh, the basically the Netherlands in 1600s or whenever that was right so these manias happen over and over and over again you get something new you get a mania people lose their their shirts um they invest at whatever prices um and that's the time where you know hey look god it's hard to know where to invest that's going to provide you the best return you know over the near future but it's not hard to spot where not to invest and it's where it's something new where there's a lot of mania people are ignoring prices and just investing because their friends made a lot of money last couple of months doing it. And that was the environment that we were in, in in 2017. I think a lot of folks thought that I was, you know, not a fan of uh, the technology of blockchain or cryptocurrency. And I would tell them it's not that. Like, I definitely agree it's the way of the future. I definitely agree when you have governments irresponsibly printing money all over the world that that system couldn't last forever. Uh, and that also the bene- benefits of, um, moving money around the internet easily um, was also great. And the other applications of lowering a lot of the transaction costs that are uh, embedded in the system um, was, was a positive and you can't stop progress. So I agree with that. It was just price, right? I don't, you know, I don't care how good a company is. If it's, if you can't buy it at a good price, um, then it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, doesn't, that's not a good investment. Maybe a great company, it's not a good investment. This does sound like a great technology. It wasn't a good price to buy. Definitely, again, with the environment that we were in. So, so what changed, right? Why did I end up buying a Bitcoin ETF um, last week? Well, I've been getting real bullish. Actually, I've been bullish in, on gold and silver for the last month. Um, and, and the reason being is going back to history and looking at the world, when you have a situation where global uh, growth is slowing, you have lots of debt in the system, you have central banks printing money, um, then typically you've had a period of time where gold, silver, other alternative currencies, precious metals, commodities um, have done have done well, right? And if you go back to 2017, the, the, the central banks, or at least the U.S., which has the most influence over, um, you know, the world's the, the cost of money. Uh, they were tightening, meaning they were pulling money out of the system. They were, which means they're being relatively responsible, right? And um, and growth was still at the time seemed relatively strong. Um, so fast forward today, that's changed. So I got um, and I got bullish on um, precious metals. So I was like, hey, let's check out 
you know, Bitcoin, what it's doing. And I ran through my technical analysis system, which basically is a, you can look at te technical analysis on Investopedia to give you the background on it. But it basically allows me to see, hey, what's, what is trending strong? What, what has a lot of strong momentum? Or, or, or meaning like, you know, what's, well, what, what asset classes are, have been relatively strong in, in, in the, in the near past is a somewhat of a simple way to explain it, but it's, I'm, I'm not fully explaining to check out Investopedia, but my technical analysis system, uh, picked up Bitcoin and say, Hey, it's a, it's a good buy. So meaning my fundamentals, um, were saying, Hey, let's look at alternative currencies. And then my technicals picked it up. So it had value and it was moving strong. And I was like, you know, I'm going to add a little bit of chunk of this to my to my portfolio because now it makes sense. It's, it it dropped it dropped 80 90 percent from its from its high already. Um, it's not there now, but it made that drop. Which typically you look at tech stocks and look at it took them a while to drop 80 90 percent from from their historic high or his, hysteric high. And then um, you know once it dropped that, it it got pretty good. And you go back to again. What I talk about the railroad principles, those other asset classes that, that had a lot of craziness in them, a lot of them dropped 70, 80, 90 percent and then became attractive asset classes. So same thing happened with Bitcoin in a shorter period of time. Um, and then you had the other fundamentals, technical action. And I was like, hey, it looks like it's it's time to buy, especially because there was last clip from my May 22nd, 2020. Episode. I mean, why do you like Bitcoin now when you were so against it in 2017 i was like well because in 2017 it was clearly a mania right it was there there were people that didn't invest didn't know what they're doing had zero financial experience that were rabid and you know, just saying bitcoin's best thing since sliced bread then you look at the actual chart it it looked like uh, you can go back at every bubble and the charts almost all the same and that chart looked the same and i was like listen uh, and, and one of the things I never said was the Bitcoin is going to go away. Like one of the common misperceptions people think is it's a good investment because it's never going to go away. No, that's that's not, you know, Amazon was a terrible investment in 99, even though people thought it was going to still be around. Even if Bitcoin survived, there's a good time to buy and a good time not to buy. When it was like rising rapidly and people who didn't know what they were talking about, talking about buying it, which is which I call the shoeshine boy principle, right? The shoeshine boy principle comes back from a story around the 1929 stock crash where this successful Wall Street investor, uh, his shoeshine boy was telling him about buying stocks. And he saw that everybody was insanely, you know, buying up stocks. And whenever the shoeshine boy or people who don't know what they're talking about are talking about buying something and they're talking about it aggressively and confidently like they know what they're talking about, that's when you know, okay, I know, I don't know what's going to be the best investment, but I know what the worst one is, right? And you can look at every bubble and it has the same characteristics. Railroads, back in the day, the gold rush, stocks in 29, Japanese stocks in the late 80s, right? Gold in the late 70s, right? Tech stocks in the late 90s. Uh, you know, we had crypto that you guys could, or Bitcoin that you guys could see in 27, 2017, 2018. Then you had cannabis stocks, right? And, you know, so uh, it's a principle that goes back. You can, I can even go back to the tulip mania back in the 1600s, but it's just a principle where if everybody is loving it, then just like stay away from it. So going back to why I like Bitcoin now, it dropped 80, 90% from where it was at the end of 2017 or 2018 or whatever that time period was. And so that was kind of a 
you know, one of the factors you look at. And then one of the other factors is the fact that we hit this coronavirus deal and governments around the world start printing money like it's going out of style. And so you just realize, let's do the math. This stuff is not going to get paid back. And we have new currency systems every, you know, 50 to 100 years. Currency systems meaning, you know, you, you go from the British pound being the reserve currency to the dollar. Before that, it was the Dutch, whatever it was called. And so you have that system. So you're like, well, man, the young tech people who have money, they trust Bitcoin over gold, right? I don't think gold is going away. I think gold is going to be a great store of value and people don't trust paper money, but it's a low risk bet, right? It's it's relatively cheap relative to what it should be if the whole system breaks down and people actually like Bitcoin. And so I'm like, hey, this is like an option, you know? And if, and if anybody ever bought options, you know, it's a little bit of premium to get a big upside if you're right. And so for me, it's like, it just, it just makes sense to own a little bit of it right now, especially when it's relatively cheap compared to the beginning phases of government printing money stupidly, right? And the dollar going down in value over time. So, you know, I like gold. Um, I like I like Bitcoin, I like gold better right now, but it's, it's absolutely a part of the portfolio. And that's the reason. Any thoughts on that, Sharita? I'm glad that you... If you are interested in having a review of your portfolio or to see how far on track you are with your retirement goals, Philip offers complimentary consults through his company, Stonehill Wealth Management. For more information, log on to StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. That's StonehillWealthManagement.com forward slash talk. Philip Washington Jr. is a registered investment advisor. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed herein. Past performance is not indicative of future performance.